Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any other MP3 player that you might have. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisler Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. You know, every time there's a Star Wars trailer released, it feels like Christmas. Or like my birthday or some holiday. It's something special, man. And uh, it's exciting to be a Star Wars fan right now. And we are glad that you are here with us. You have found the Wretched Eye Podcast, episode 47. For Friday, October 12th, 2017, the trailer was released earlier this week. In fact, we had a special show about that. If you haven't uh, kept up with the show, go back a week and in our feed, you can find uh, mini episode number nine. We talk about the trailer. We're going to talk about it more tonight because the rest of the Wretched Hive is with me. My name is Steve Baldwin and joining me tonight, as always, my Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Steve, the Porgtastic Wonder Baldwin. How the Porg are you? <laughs> I'm Porgin happy to be here tonight. I'm looking for a Porgin fantastic show. We're going to Porg it up all Porg night Porg. <laughs> Every other word you just substitute with Porg and it Dude, works. He stole my routine. It somehow works. <laughs> He's going Porg tonight. Porg, yeah. How long do you think he practiced that? <laughs> I don't know. All afternoon. <laughs> all week. I don't know. He's had a couple of porgasms today. I'll tell you that. All pork, every pork, guys. Your Wookiee co-pilot or your Smurf co-pilot? <laughs> also on the show tonight. Your Wookiee co-porglet is what I am. <laughs> Lifelong porg fan. Scotty Vansky. Oh, Steve, I'm so happy to be here. The energy is still here from earlier this week and watching the trailer my god there's one thing i'm super excited about and that is we have dave tonight i'm not going to kill the whole intro but we have him back and we are going to talk about the trailer with him we missed him we missed you dave we missed you glad you're here tonight my friend indeed (laughs) also joining the show look at his face (laughs) (laughs) also joining the show he is millennial falcon Nico Rodriguez! Woo! Hey, guys. Um, so, I know... <laughs> Steve, earlier you said that yes, getting, the, getting the trailer, it feels like Christmas. Yeah. Um, but if you realize, it was released on Columbus Day. Ooh. You mean Indigenous Peoples Day, my friend. Yeah, whatever, America. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Poor. finally... Here we go. We have pork. A pork in a basket. Dave! Under no circumstances will porgs be mentioned in this intro. Should you ever 
Porgaporg. <laughs> and I mean... Yeb Porg. Never! <laughs> Porg Nub. Call him. Dirty. Harry. Sanchez. <laughs> I I cannot get through it without crying anymore. You are crying. So oh, my funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let the man speak. You never know what's going to happen with that. I just, I never know. So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you, wherever and whenever you are listening to us. We are 5 by 5 Wretched Hive, all live, or live to tape. There was a trailer this week, uh, and uh, unfortunately I was not able to participate in that, but I want to thank my better half, Christine Hulko, for giving me uh, some loaner equipment here so that the technical difficulties didn't keep me out of the show tonight. So, thank you, honey. We appreciate Aww, you. Way to pitch in. We need more Christine pitch on in. the show. We haven't played her and Lisa's uh, bumper intro, audible intro in a while. We, we need to get back to that. We, I miss Christine on the show. Always brings a little little spark in life. So we're going to talk about the trailer, but I was, uh, I was at the office. I've been working a lot lately. And by the way, North Korea, please attack because it's the only thing that's going to give me any relief at work. But oh, man. <laughs> Wow. Damn, I, we don't have dude. any. We don't have any listen, listeners in North Korea yet, but I think you might get some Whoa. after that comment. That, that's because there's no internet Whoa. in North Korea. Well, there's there's no lights in North Korea. There's barely electricity and food in North Korea. <laughs> but what I was going to say is, I was watching uh, Cheers reruns because uh, I like to put on Netflix to pass the time when I'm the only one in the office. And on one of the early Cheers episodes, there was a great bar question. And I wanted to throw it out here to the guys, even though we're not at a bar, we act like we're at a bar. What is the sweatiest movie ever made? Sweatiest. Where people sweat the most? Mm. Uh, Predator. With... Predator. I'm going Predator. Good call. Uh, mm. I'm going either Rocky or Airplane. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good pull. Airplane that's a good is pull. That's a huge pull right there, buddy. Thank you. Well done. Yes, because he perspires quite a bit. <laughs> what about uh, Alien? That's Nico. That or was actually aliens. my pick. I, that's a very sweaty movie. Wow. Um, well, down to you, Steve. Man, you know, no I'm, pressure here, but I think the top five have already been covered. But there's no I, pressure. I know. I, there's <laughs> there's a movie with Ashley Judd, and she's painting a bedroom, and it's in like Alabama, and it's sweaty. <laughs> and I just have this image of Ashley Judd covered in sweat. Steve's going with Steel Magnolias, guys. I, Steel Magnolias I know. is what I like how the rest of us are picking these like ultra masculine funny movies. Oh wait, like, are, are they remember best? Ashley Judd? Dude, Ashley Judd covered in sweat. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, it's fucking hot. <laughs> what that is? The only movie I can think with Ashley Judd sweaty was A Time to Kill, which is a John Grisham film. That's it. Oh. That's the movie because oh. her husband is the lawyer. I just saved your masculinity, bro. I'm serious. No, no, no. I'm telling no, you, you did, it's Scott. hot no, you because did. she's in next to no she's wearing next to nothing all sweaty. Oh my god. Okay. It's hot. <laughs> all right. Well, Thanks for taking it to a weird place, Harvey Weinstein. I'll turn the show back over to you. <laughs> yeah. He's he's not. Oh my god! Oh, man. All right. So is it Alien? And, what, and what for the record, for the record, for the record, Ashley Judd is no Carl Weathers in Predator. That's all. <laughs> <I'm saying. laughs> there's there's an image for you. So which which movie is sweatier? Then is it Alien or is it Airplane? 
I would say probably Alien, but Airplane clearly has the character that sweats the most. The All single right. character that sweats the most. Hang on one second. It's a little game we like to call Star Wars Choices. Think of a hard choice you'll face in the near future. You must choose. Okay, would you rather be intimate with a Wookiee? Choose wisely. Or be intimate with Ula, but Jabba gets to watch? I just assume he's a Wookiee. Star Wars Choices, the sweat edition. All right, which movie has more sweaty people, Alien or Airplane? We're going to go Dave first. More sweaty people, plural, I would go with Alien. I think Nico is correct. Or is it the sweatier movie? Is it the sweatier movie? I I, I need some clarification on this question. Is it the most people who are... Or sweaty, or the most sweat perspired? Mm, like in gallons? Yes. Uh, let's go with that. Let's go with uh, the most sweat in gallons in in the movie. We've got Excellent. Alien versus. Now I have my answer. Airplane. Yeah. And uh, Dave, you want to you want to revise your answer? Or you you you. Oh yeah. Air, if that's if that's the the measurement, I'm going to go with airplane. All right, Scott. Hands down, airplane. All right, Nico. Yeah. Nico. Uh, yeah, airplane. <laughs> make, make For sure. Of the dad there. And uh, Greg. Uh, clearly, Robert Hayes sweats uh, literal buckets during the end of that movie. So, oh, it's so, so airplane. Good. It's I so I, good. I, I vote for airplane. Five nothing. <laughs> five nothing on that one. All, All right. right. Well, that was a little impromptu Star Wars choices. Thanks for taking us there, Dave. Oh, you're welcome. You made me do that. By the way, that's your fault. Well, uh, I know being Europeanic makes you sweaty. So, uh, if, if you want to, <laughs> if you have any thoughts on why a pork, uh, pork, wow, on why a pork makes me sweaty, give us a call on the Wretched Hive Hotline, five six two four five five four four eight three. That's five six two four five five Hive. Can also find Guys, this- I I just want to live in Steve's head one night for the uh, <laughs> for the images of Porgs and Ashley Judd over a barbecue. Oh. I just I just oh, I, I, I I am in awe. <laughs> Who doesn't like I a sense- <laughs> Who doesn't like a sweaty Ashley Judd from like the mid nineties? Oh my god! Riding riding a porg. Riding a porg. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Photoshop guy, <laughs> make guys, that happen, guys. Yeah. I am getting creeped out here. I have to sit next to this guy. Stop doing this. You can also find us hey. on social media: <laughs> facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive. And uh, there's Chewy. You can also find us on the web on our home on the web. That's www.theWretchedHive.net. You can find all the show notes. All of our thoughts on uh, Ashley Judd and, and Porgs are there. And, um, guys, we got a quick shout out before we get into the news and other things tonight. Uh, I got a shout out, got to give a shout out to my friend, Brett, my friend, Brett Furlong. Uh, we've been friends for a few years. His daughter and my daughter are pals and, uh, Brett just started listening to the show recently and, uh, he's starting from episode one. Like oh. two years ago, yeah, and he's. I'm I'm sorry. He's texting <laughs> yeah. me quotes and things from episode two and three, and 
So I just I just wonder if we have any advice for He's, Brett as he as he becomes a listener, loyal listener of the Wretched Eye podcast. What can we leave? What what advice can we give for Brett as he as he takes on this endeavor? Uh, first of all, Brett, you're a, a brave brave soul to go that far back and Man. start. That, those first five episodes are pretty rough, uh, but good luck. <laughs> yeah, drink a lot. What are we of calling Jameson. ourselves? The first order podcast for a I, minute. I think second. it was the second or, order. Second order. I think for it was a, the for a hot minute. Yeah. The yeah. fist odor. I think is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. oh, that's a good pull. That's right. Yep. That sounds From like from the our mind show, of right? Greg Lent. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, those were good times. Good times. Well, uh, Brett, we welcome that you is... to the show. Thank you for your listenership. Good luck, so my gross. friend. So gross. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Well, we had a Star Wars trailer released this week. And I, I you know, I wasn't kidding when I said it's like Christmas when the trailer hits. It is, it's just so exciting to get new Star Wars on the big screen. And uh, we had a trailer hit this week. Um, as mentioned in the show opening, we did a special, about a 40-minute show um, with everybody but Dave on um, on 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 the full trailer. We, we reviewed it. We broke it down. We kind of gave our first impression, our first feelings about the trailer. And uh, we didn't hear from Dave yet, so I wanted to give a little airtime to Dave. Dave, we can't he- wait to hear what you think about um, about the full trailer, the actually trailer number two for the Last Jedi. And uh, I'll start by asking what I asked these guys: What was your first impression after you saw it the first time? What were you feeling? What I was feeling was I was really pissed off. I was having to watch it on my iPhone instead of on anything resembling an actual <laughs> screen where you could really see the detail. So I was very excited to get home and pull up YouTube on the old Roku and, and watch it on an actual you know, television and, and get to appreciate and focus on it that way. But my reaction to it actually is... is one of concern. And I haven't listened to the show, so I don't know if this was addressed or talked about, but they they did, and I feel like they did it twice, two marketing techniques that I either way, I don't like them being in the trailer. And that is that they either put an emotional moment, key moment of the film into the trailer, thereby revealing it to us as the audience before we see the movie, or they've edited it so that it seems like there will be this emotional moment, but in actuality, it will not happen. And thereby, we were kind of given a false impression of something by the trailer. And uh, I won't know the answer to that until we see the movie. And are you referring to Leia's fate? Referring to, yes. One or was Leia's fate and the, the Kylo Ren and, oh, you know, you must kill the past to become what you must in the present or whatever bullshit monologue he has that's being being you know put over the top of that and the other one is at the end the real stirring moment where he says i'm just looking for someone to show me my place and all of this and there's a cut to kylo extending his hand and either one of those moments are would be really 
key big emotional moments of the film and if that's true i'm very disappointed those cards were turned over in a trailer for me two months before the release see you know i'll contrast that with there was no hint of the face-to-face between kylo ren and han solo leading up to the release of the force awakens so uh, it, it, that leads me to believe that those both those moments, and I think I'm consistent with what we were talking about on the trailer, uh, that leads me that both of those mo- moments are just born out of the editing um, and not something we will actually see on film. I think Scott, I think Scott was of the opinion that the Ray Kylo moment is actually going to play out very similar to that, and that's how it's heavily teased. Uh, but I don't think I was convinced after the first viewing, and I don't think I'm still convinced today. You, you know what, Greg? You might be right, and I just want to say um, I, I'm still going to go with it just based off of the background and by the lighting that is, is being shown on Ray's face and Kylo's face. Uh, in that particular scene, I, I'm going to jump back on that, Dave, on another emotional moment. Uh, but don't forget that we've talked about other things that are possible spoilers in this based off of even uh, – uh, marketing and toy releases that wasn't mentioned at all there might be bigger things that are happening in this film that aren't being shown in this trailer so don't think for a second that those even if they're edited in a way to make us feel that way or believe that way that that is the actual case Um, i'm going to use one small sample one small example here is the lego figure of snoke Mm. came with something that i think we've talked about in the past there was no mention of that in the trailer at all that could be a huge, huge moment um, in this film. You know, to me, a lot of this comes back to what is the purpose of a trailer? Why release a trailer? It's not to give clues about what, you know, it's not to give away secrets of the movie. It's to stir up interest, to get people's asses in the theater, right? And I think they did a fantastic job of that. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 well, we may be the wrong demographic because we're going to go see this movie no matter what, right? 17 times. 17 times. Yeah. 500 times. But <laughs> I, in terms of what, why you put out a trailer, you put out a trailer to drive interest in a film. And I think it makes for a more compelling, a most compelling trailer to have that Ray and Kylo interaction at the end. And everybody knows that Carrie Fisher passed away tragically. Uh, and so you got to throw that in there too. I really feel like having seen it now, you said you saw it 37 times. So I'm getting close to you. Yes. Now. Um, having, having seen it so many times, I'm really sensing that now I have the feeling that this is like 90% misdirection. I I am I am I actually looked at that scene with Kylo and Ray at the very end over and over and over and the thing that jumps out at me is the sound and I should have queued it up here but maybe I'll do it this in post but if you if you listen to the sound the visually it looks like it could be the same shot but the sound when she says her line there's a lot of echo like she's in a cave or something or a bucket. And when, you know, you don't hear any that same ambiance when when it shows Kylo on the screen. I really think that's cut in a way to make us feel like that's what's happening. 
but I think it's misdirection. I think All right, and if it is if it is misdirection, I honestly think that's kind of cheap marketing. I don't think you need to do anything like that with Star Wars. Most of us are going to go see that movie regardless. Like when Episode Three came out, most of the TV commercials didn't have any fancy stuff on it. It was just like 15 seconds of people swinging lightsabers at each other and then a title card that just said episode three and a date. And that was all they needed to do. Yeah. Um, true. Jumping back on what Steve was saying, the one hesitation, the one moment that, that stands out to me is I, I have rewatched this now multiple times since Monday night. Um, but I'm going to say that there is an incredible editing job there. You mentioned the sound, but also you mentioned that she seems like she's in a cave. Now, there were a lot of um, discussions online about the fact that Ray might not be talking to Kylo in that scene. She might actually be talking to Luke in that scene. And I find that very fascinating. Uh, mm. Based off of the scene from the teaser or the first trailer uh, where Luke turns around and he's at the entrance of the cave. There could be a moment there that's happening between the two of them, mm-hmm. and she's actually talking to him and not Kylo. To me, the fi- the the glow on her face looks like it could be a fire, like a small fire, like they're talking around a fire, right inside that or the, cave, or a burning of the Jedi tree, the Jedi temple. It or, could be that as well. Or uh, although I don't think she'd be as calm if that was the case. Well, I think she's okay if they if they're burning a few porgs or something. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a luau with a with a big pulled porg. <laughs> pulled porg. <laughs> oh man, pulled pork sandwich. I suddenly got real hungry, man, for some barbecue pulled pork. I'm I'm sure Steve's pulled a porg. <laughs> oh, so, oh man. Oh god. So, how do you move on from that? Answer. Ignore it. Um, Give it a t- so, uh, mother was pulling it, it last night, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Greg, you also, or uh, sorry, Dave, you also mentioned the uh, the scene with where it appears that Kylo is going after uh, the princess or the general, or our yes, princess, his mother, Princess Leia, his mother, your mother, Trebek. Um, what do you oh, think? Before before he before he goes into his thought here, I just want to give a shout out to his wonderful decorative zipper he has on his cheek. Um, Why well, thank I, you, I, Greg? I didn't I, think you'd noticed. I I, th- I think we're all going to be sporting fancy zipper band aids for uh, for Halloween this year because it was just it's a good look. And I'm going to go with it. Did I imagine this, or does Ray have something like that on her as well somewhere? I saw it on. I thought it was her wrist or her yeah. uh, somewhere or her shoulder, on her arm, right? Her shoulder. That's it. yeah. Because and then later in the trailer, it's off of his face, and the the scar looks like it's healed up a bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, continue, Dave. Sorry, anyway, I don't so, even remember what the hell I was talking about. Well, is your thinking also that that the scene with Kylo um, honing in on Ray, like he's got some missile locked or some you on know, Leia? Uh, sorry, on Leia. Thank you. You are we? What do you think about that? Do you think that's a misdirection? Do you think that's misdirection, or do you? Th- think that that is that the way that they're going to out Leia because I remember hearing that at, for some reason I thought that the directors and actors were saying like oh they give her like this hero's you know uh, death or they're going to deal with it in the next episode like it's amazing how she goes and I just don't see her standing on the bridge getting blasted by Kylo is a hero's death no that's that's the other thing that 
that shot would be that particular sequence would be very easy to to give misdirection in the editing, and that again, if that's what they're doing, I just I feel like that's cheap. There's no reason to build the tension up like that. We are all going to go see this anyway. We are all jazzed to go see it, and honestly, I am jazzed to go see it because I have been waiting nearly 35 years to see what happens next with Luke Skywalker. And I'm finally going to get that in this. The, the piece of the trailer that's actually the most affecting for me was his line, you know, I've only seen raw power like this once before. It, it failed to scare me then. It scares me now or something like that. It talked clearly talking about Ray and her connection to the Force. And the, the quick shot of him watching the Earth crack and then it pans up to him and he's got this look of utter surprise and shock on his face. I am so so excited to see the last Jedi encountering this powerful force creature and how does he deal with it considering his what he clearly feels was an abject failure the last time with his own nephew. Now let's talk about that for a second because my my initial thought on that was he's talking about the Emperor or he's talking about Vader. The consensus on the of, of our co host was that he's talking about Ray. No, uh, no, sorry, no. Kylo. He's talking about Kylo. That- I think he's talking about Kylo. Because hmm. I didn't see I haven't seen Vader or the Emperor stop a laser blast in midair and hold it there by sheer force of will. That's a good right, point. Right. Which is also alluded to later on in the trailer by Snoke, who is holding Ray in that yeah. frozen position. Very similar to the uh, Kylo Ren moment, holding the laser bolt back. Mm-hmm. So. You know, and I and I don't think I don't think that Palpatine was ever uh, a natural like focus of the Force. You know, there's there's there there are beings that are extremely strong in the Force. You know, and others that are trained in the Force. You know, the Skywalkers are all just naturally gifted in the Force, and others trained. I think I think Snoke was one who was not naturally gifted, but just through sheer force of will attain the power that he was craving no but but luke faced down faced down his father who was really like at that point like the ultimate evil in the universe until of course he met, meets up with palps in 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 jedi but i i really sense that like facing down his father was the ultimate challenge for luke and he he had he faced it with in in the way a, a teenager faces down danger you know like nothing can harm me it you know I can I can I can do this and of course he was victorious over his father and he ended up bringing him back uh, and re- helping his father become redeemed but I, my my sense is that is that earlier in his life that as a teenager he he didn't he didn't understand what true evil power was. And now he really does. And now it freaks him out. I appreciate your point of view on this, but I'm going to throw something out there, Steve. And I just want to, I want to say it like this. It's easy to interpret it that way because we all know Return of, Return of the Jedi and the, and the outcome that happened there between the battle between him and his father, the battle between him and the Emperor. Mm. Um, he didn't actually beat the Emperor. It was Vader who beat the Emperor. But let me point this out real quick. Uh, when he makes reference to that, he sees something in Kylo, who he's supposed to be training to be the next generation of Jedi, and it's the first time, and, and, and try not to take me out of context here, because I'm going to back up and, and actually contradict myself for one second, but 
where he is beat. He actually gets beat. He gets his training methods, as far as we know from what we've been, what's been revealed. He, all the Jedi that he's training are getting wiped out by Kylo, and Luke gets beat, and what looks to be the Jedi Temple is destroyed in the background. That looks like the Jedi Temple uh, cylinder build, uh, building in the background, or one from another planet where he's training new Jedi. Um, the only other time that he technically was beat, even though I could say it was a draw, was Empire Strikes Back, but he was a young, upcoming Jedi who is still naive in the ways of the Force. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about Luke, who's older now, who he, you know, bested his father. The Emperor was about to kill him. His father's the one who took Vader and threw him down that giant shaft. And uh, somebody, I'm setting you up for that. Anybody? Giant shaft? Nobody? Come on. (laughs) Come on. That's what she said. No, Uh, what what I was going to say was you're right, Scott. In Empire Strikes Back, Luke really got it handed to him by his father. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Anyway, so that's my point. I think this just shows that Kylo is something more than we know, and even Snoke knows it, and that's one of the things that we see at the end of Force Awakens is the fact that he's going to go back and finish his training to become this ultimate power that he is, this raw power. But that's also something that they see in Rey, and Luke sees what we see in the trailer. Hmm. She's cracking parts of the island in half basically and we may never know he may just throw that line out there and say i've only seen it once before and yeah. not reference it again yeah. we might it just might be conjecture well, we'll see forever i don't know two months yeah two months um the other piece of the of the trailer that there, there's been a few revelations since you know since we dropped the show on monday or You're tuesday talk about porgs aren't you you're gonna bring porgs back <clears throat> no oh god Okay. There's porgs. <laughs> no. Um, uh, so there's a there's a great shot. Someone uh, did a freeze frame on Chewie, and we all, Dave, we kind of talked about how uh, Chewie looks very CGI in the trailer. I don't know if you picked that up, but uh, we we felt like Chewie was CGI or at least uh, partially CGI. Uh, all right, yeah. wait. Ser- serious question. Yep. Serious question. Isn't the porg CGI? No, the porg is real. The porg is a lie. I'm very serious. Is Is it a practical effect or is it a CGI effect? Mm. CGI. I think it's CGI. CGI. So we're saying Chewie looked CGI and the porg, who we know is CGI, looked real. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But there's a a great (laughs) shot. That that special effects budget was money well spent. (laughs) That somebody posted online that you can actually, if you look in Chewie's mouth when when he's roaring... You can see the actor's face through the mouth. Have you guys seen this? No. <laughs> it's amazing. I saw it today. It's what's his name? Johan. Uh-huh. I don't know how to pronounce it, but Sua, Suatomo. Oh, that's right. Peter Mayhew's not playing him. Peter right? Mayhew is no longer playing Chewbacca. Oh. But you can see Johan's teeth and part of his eye, I think, behind the mask, inside through the mouth. All right. Yeah, you gotta you gotta freeze frame it and check it out. So maybe that shot's not quite done. Oh no, it's totally not done. Yeah. Come on, we've we we are establishing that right now. That is some crappy CGI. Yeah, that's Rebels CGI. <laughs> it, right. We compared it to Chewie on Rebels, right? The I, other the oh, go. I'm, I'm going back on the porg for one second. Um, <laughs> better better move, Steve. 
Uh, Jealous. I, I've got some interesting theories on this. These damn creatures. Um, All right. But if you look at that thing screaming <clears throat> this time, I didn't realize it has some really sharp teeth. Like it looks like a little vicious bastard. Mm-hmm. And some stuff that's that's come up online, I wanted to kind of discuss is there seems to be some discussion about the fact that they are on the island with Luke and they may be force sensitive. They may also be one of the reasons why Luke is on this particular planet is he is in hiding due to the fact that all that, all the events that happened with Kylo, he is in hiding and they are helping him hide. They are force blocking much like we're going to go to expanded universe uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn and his, uh, what were they, Y Salamares, E Salamares? Very similar yeah. to those characters. Mm. And I find that very interesting that if that's the case, if this turns out to be true, that would be very fascinating that, again, Disney's pulling from the expanded universe and bringing it back in their own way. Hmm. But should, shouldn't we call it the defunct expansion, expanded universe at this point? Whatever. It's the pool. Here, here, here. It's the pool. Here, here. Disney pool. Greg. I knew, okay. I knew you'd be with me on that, Greg. <laughs> I knew I would get your attention with that. If Disney keeps pulling from it, whatever, guys. Come on. Well, they own it all, right? They can do whatever they want with right, it. Right, exactly. There you go. I'm good. So what are you complaining about? I'm not complaining, <laughs> goddammit. Dude, I'm saying that the Porgs might be an interesting character in this all film. Right. Right. Other than the piece of crap Ewoks that they were going to be. <clears throat> Come on. Okay. So there's some so there's some utility to the porgs other than just being cute and selling toys. Just tell me that the porg behind me is not holding a knife. <laughs> That's all I want to know. The is porgs there... are grown-up midichlorians. The porgs are the force guys. They're the they're the adult midichlorians is what they are. <laughs> oh, they come God. out of your bloodstream and become porgs. The porse. <laughs> <laughs> the pork is staring at you. I don't want to look, man. Uh, what else did I have? Oh, oh, the other the other observation that some others made online was that there are no none of the new characters. Like, remember we heard, you know, Rose was pretty heavily promoted on at uh, Star Wars Celebration. She's in it, but she's blurred out in the background. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't see her at yeah. all. She's in one of the shots. <clears throat> I thought I sh- saw her in the background of a shot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is she in the shot with Finn and and uh, Phasma, going at it? Or no, no, where, no. What oh, shot is it? It's that's um... that's a question I had, and I knew I could do internet research, or I could just wait until the podcast and ask Scott. What is Finn's weapon in that scene? That, that does the... not look like a lightsaber to me. That looks like like a a big machine gun that has a lightsaber coming out of it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a new character. Um, it's a new type of stormtrooper that he must get that weapon from um they used it in the force awakens right um, no no it's different than that one it's actually it's called an ex- executioner trooper oh and he is uh he it's basically a battle axe that's got a kind of like a saber blade at the end of a weapon <coughs> almost like a bayonet type but it's actually an axe it's kind of shaped like an axe and that's why he's taking that downward swipe towards phasma's head hmm. so it's sort of a an ode to uh game of thrones a little bit it is yes actually hmm. Yeah. Right. That thing is badass, whatever it is. Yeah. Huh. The, that sequence, uh, I, I took a bunch of screenshots and put them up on our Facebook page. Um, please click on each one, open them up as big as you can. 
the Phasma stuff, I got a screenshot of Phasma's helmet, that close-up shot where you can see Finn in the reflection. Amazing shot. And also, that's really good CGI right there, by the way. Um, also, the shot right where Finn is striking Phasma uh, looks fantastic. Great, great effects. It's not fake. It, it has a very, like, something's happening in the background, which looks like a base that's blowing up. Um, most likely a First Order base. But, man, the, the effects and, the, and whatever's all around them isn't just a standard, like, look at me. I'm going to bash this person's head in. It's got you know, uh, like smoke and, and lasers. And, and Greg pointed this out in the, in the previous uh, review of the trailer. Great, uh, like lightning, almost saber effects, like they're shooting everywhere, like lightning bolts and stuff. It's so badass. Hmm. All right, Dave, any other thoughts on the trailer? Those were, uh, those were my big ones. All right. Uh, what we all need to know, though, and I'm asking on, on behalf of Nico, so I'm hoping I'm not stealing this under here. What did you think of everybody's shoulder pads? Mm. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> that was my reaction. I think Nico had the observation of the of yes. of the uh, of the hour. Yes, they they all had their this they, week. Shoulder pads are, are are back in the Star Wars universe apparently, and they're on prominent display. Very much, and they so. are. Okay. They're kick-ass, too. They're kick-ass. Absolutely. I'm going to agree with Greg, but I'm definitely going to agree with Nico on this. Nico, if you're still on here, uh, holy crap, the Finn scene where he's walking with the troopers behind him, those are some great shoulder pads. Yeah, Nico pointed out that every character has shoulder pads <laughs> in the trailer. Every single one. <clears throat> Truth. It's very 1990s Rob Liefeld-esque. Yes. <laughs> not enough pouches. Not enough. Not and nowhere near <laughs> <enough> pouches. <laughs> oh, hey! By the by the way, um, not just like some of the background characters and the new characters you talked about, but hmm. the two main droids are not featured at all in this trailer. Two main droids? Well, BB-8 is there. Is that uh, what you're talking about? I'm so sorry. Is that, uh, there's, there's a quick BB-8 shot. No, no BB-8 though. Uh, yeah, no, BB-9E. No, BB is that, is that BB-9E, is his nickname is BB-Hate. Right, BB-Hate. Huh. Uh, but no, I mean the two main droids in the entire saga. There's uh, no 3PO and there is no R2. Who is this 3PO person that I you're referring know. to? I have no... It's the one that keeps jinxing our internet. Didn't they uh, Didn't they kill him off? Or aren't they going now to? I, wouldn't that be great? Uh, <laughs> kill him off! I I don't remember. Wouldn't that be awesome if there was just like he's just, it's just there's just like an ugnot down there in the pits of Cloud City just blowing him away? <laughs> yeah. No, ripping his red place. arm off and beating him to death with his own um, red arm. He got his but, gold uh, arm back though. God, yeah, serious question: Did did R two make the trip to Octo with Ray and Chewie at the end of Force Awakens? I don't remember. I legit yes. don't remember that. Yes, he, he did. did. Yes, and... he did. Okay. That was a big point that was brought up recently in some interviews uh, where R2 was swapped out. It was originally supposed to be BB-8, and Ryan Johnson requested that they swap that end sequence with um, – uh, uh, what's his name? Who's that guy that directed that first one? J.J. Uh, Abrams. Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks? Is that who it was? Okay, yeah. Jar yes. Jar Abrams. Oh, man. We said that it was a Star Wars movie. Yeah! There was another shot I saw on some some Star Wars group that I belong to that someone took the uh, the Last Jedi poster and flipped it upside down 
and it looks a little bit upside down like Jar Jar's face. It's oh. weird, man. And he drew it. He drew Jar Jar's face on this thing. It's a little bit scary and weird. It's like listening to the White Album backwards or something. You know, oh, yeah. you can actually see Jar Jar's face in this poster. Okay, well, let's go back to this because th- this just brought up a great thing. If you look at the poster not flipped upside down, <clears throat> it's Vader's head. Look at the entire layout uh, yeah. of every single character. Luke makes the top of the helmet, and the way that the face, all the people in the bottom make the lineup with all the ships and stuff lining are the grill on his face. It's eerie how close that looks. Go back and look. Scott, at it. yes, I, I'm gonna blow. I'm gonna blow your mind. Yes. I'm gonna blow your mind. If you listen to Judas Priest's songs backwards, it says "Kill yourself." Is what it does. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and how, I, how am I alive right now? And actually, I think is it Rubber Soul or I think it's Rubber Soul. If you spin it back, and I did this as a teenager, I I put the record on my my turntable, spun it backwards with my finger, and you can clearly hear John Lennon say, "Paul is gone, miss him, miss him." Mm. When the whole Paul is dead thing. Oh, yeah. was that, it, that is on there. I swear I heard that. It was awesome. Nice. I was really stoned at the time. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> there is your big revelation right there. Oh, my God. No, Woo. I was totally sorry. No, I don't do that stuff. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on. Um, quickly change the subject. Uh, we have more to cover in the Star Wars universe. Star Wars Battlefront. Now, guys, we talked about this a little bit last episode proper but i wanted to play this clip um star wars battlefront 2 is is uh released in beta i believe and there is a clip on we talked about this last week but we didn't play it and so you really need to see this to believe it uh this is on polygon.com the article is called watch a chapter from star wars battlefront 2's beginning and uh this is a great little clip on uh it shows this new character this female uh imperial trooper or officer that is sent off on this mission i think she's a tie fighter pilot oh thank you scott pilot thank you very much uh black uh sort of tie fighter pilot uniform for sure yep um uh this clip has a surprise character come on so check this Mm. out the emperor is dead so what happens now we retaliate, Commander. The Empire will assault the very foundation of the rebels' pathetic belief in themselves. Tell me, I'm. What is the source of their belief? Hope. Hmm. Correct. This messenger's presence is a great honor, one I choose to share with my daughter. Operation Cinder is to begin at once. Resistance, rebellion, defiance. These are concepts that cannot be allowed to persist. You are but one of many tools by which these ideas shall be burned away. Heed my messenger. So clearly, 
clearly that is the Emperor. Yes. That is the Emperor in Battlefront 2. After he says <clears throat> the Emperor is dead, yeah. we have this thing that comes that 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 drifts into the scene like the nun from the Blues Brothers in the beginning. <laughs> it like skates up to it and it's the Emperor. Okay. This I'm, is so badass. I cannot wait to play this game. I can't either. I, I know we've had a lot of discussion about the game, and or the first one. I know Greg and I have gone back and forth on that. Uh, Battlefront 2 absolutely looks fantastic, for me anyway. Uh, but I will say, uh, there's. <laughs> I'm going to pull the, the expanded universe. <laughs> the defunct expanded universe. <laughs> Here we have an example of the Emperor still there. And I'm also going to pull a little Disney action on this. That is way black hole action right there. That is some serious drones <laughs> with the glass face and the emperor's head. And that is some great stuff right there. Both companies merging together to form this great little video clip. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to play this. So, Scott, is, is there a is there a extended universe reference to, like, Yes, the emperor. I, I can't. How do you explain that he's saying the emperor's dead, but we have this messenger? So is it like somehow his like his ghost or his spirit is sort of like uh, kept alive in this machine? What is this? The emperor in uh, oh god, Dave. I'm gonna I'm gonna and I'm gonna call back to you on this. Hopefully, I'm gonna get this correct. Otherwise, oh I'm dear gonna, god, I'm gonna have a lot of fans <laughs> just jumping all over my ass for this. But anyway. Uh, Dark Empire was one of the first expanded universe uh, 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 pieces of media that came out. Like it was a six-issue limited series off Dark Horse Comics that really explained that the Emperor wasn't dead, and that basically his soul was transferred into a younger body. Now that gets, I think, a little bit more explained in the Heir to the Empire series, which happened almost simultaneously. But I believe Dark Empire came out of the gate. First, um, so what we do know is that in that defunct, expanded universe, that the emperor was still there. There was still an empire. Mm. It was just in shambles and trying to be rebuilt. And one of the people that helped rebuild it was Grand Admiral Thrawn, which the person in this video is obviously some sort of a Grand Admiral or high up. He's wearing the white uniform, but has a different hat on. Mm. Um, which might just uh, signify a different rank or something of Grand Admiral. Uh, so there's the case. The Emperor is still alive. It's neat to see this happening in Battlefront. I can't wait to see how that happens. Plus, it might give us a hint at what might be coming in The Last Jedi. Hmm. You know what's crazy about this is there's so much content. Like, how do you, you know, <clears throat> Star Wars used to be a lot more simple to understand what you just you watch the movies you read some comic books you pick what you want out of the extended universe and that was done but now you've got you've got all the stuff that's canon you've got games you've got books yep. you've got movies you've got tv shows you've got animated uh, uh adventures there's so much i can't keep up i i i won't be able to play every bit of this game to understand what's going on the way that i could by watching all the movies over and over again, I, I it's a dilemma. I don't I don't really know what to do at this point. Well, 
I think with Battlefront 2, one of the first things you need to know is you don't need to have Battlefront 1, the first Battlefront. Um, you, obviously, there wasn't a single uh, storyline that was like a single person. Uh, uh, goodness gracious. Uh, Greg, a, st- a story mode. A sto- yeah, there was Sing- no, yeah. Si- single player campaign, story mode, whatever you want to go with there. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so you don't have to really fall back onto that one at all. This should just kind of pick up and give you some explanation right from the get-go. Um, the expanded universe, even though it's defunct, and I know we've argued it back and forth, and some of us hold it a little more personal than others, it's always good to go back just for the fact that Disney does seem to be pulling quite a bit of information from that and adding it or twisting it to their own needs. And I think that's fantastic. I love the idea that they're doing it sometimes more so than others. Um, I'm not sure about how the Thrawn thing, I haven't seen the Rebels uh, show with Thrawn in it, but I've, I've heard some mixed reviews about it. So you guys seem to have enjoyed it, but I've heard a few things online that it's been a little hit and miss with that. So I'm curious to see how they're gonna play all these characters and, and, and certainly beloved characters that we've all uh, read about in the past that now kind of have been put on the back burner for mm. whenever they wanna use. Uh, how that's going to be presented in some of the future films and whatnot. Hmm. Hmm. Hopefully, that was somewhat helpful. There's too. There's just too <clears> much. <throat> there's just too much to look at. I. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Steve, they and really... I think that they realize. I think they realize that if you, it's impossible for the average person to keep up with all of that stuff, and so you have to make the things that people are going to go see. You have to contain all the story that that people need in the main in the main films and and main vehicles for delivering the story and it's for the it's for the super fans it's for the the people like us to go out and and complete the saga if you will and see every last thing there is to see but yeah it, it it's not anything that's necessary it's not anything that's necessary it's it's if you want to know more you'll go find it yeah, I highly suggest you seek out the courtship of Princess Leia to really begin your quest <laughs> into this expanded universe we always talk about. Yummy. That's for, Yummy. That's for my buddy Brett, who's starting with episode one of The Wretched Hive. Brett, find go, that mm-hmm. novel and got to go it. back and watch The Courtship of Princess Leia. Read it. Or listen. Yeah, re- watch. Mm-hmm. Read. Listen, whatever. Listen. However you consume it. Oh, my God. Everything, everything's listening now. Yes. Audible.com. <laughs> hey, what a great segue <laughs> to our sponsor for this week, and that is Audible.com, bringing you the premium content for online books. Uh, Audible books. Uh, are just fantastic. The way they're produced, the way they're put together, just incredible. And this week, Audible is offering, as they always do, a free Audible book with a with a 30-day free trial to check out the service. And you can uh, you can download any book. It doesn't have to be a Star Wars book. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's audibletrial.com forward slash H-I-V-E to claim your free audiobook. And this week we have a book that I've really been excited about. I've talked about it for the last few shows. It's called From a Certain Point of View. And it's 40 miniature stories all surrounding episode four, A New Horse. The very first movie that was released back in 1977. No ports. Uh, by a slew of authors. Uh, you've got John Jackson Miller. You've got 
Sabata here. You've got Renee Ade, I think is how you say her name. I'm not sure. And narrated by some stars. You've got Jonathan Davis, Ashley Eckstein from The Clone Wars. You've got John Hamm from Mad Men fame. Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, just a slew of stars involved and a, a great lineup of writers involved in this book. I bought it on... Um, I'm actually reading the electronic version. I'm not doing the audible version on this because I'm really looking forward to reading this, but you've got to check this out. Here's a sample from a certain point of view just released this week uh, from Random House Audio. So here you go. Check it out. They arrived at the ship's operations center to find several senior officers working frantically at their control stations. Status! Ramus requested as the door slid closed behind him. We're maintaining light speed for now, the nearest officer informed him. Remains to be seen how long the engines can keep this up. Maintenance crews are doing all they can. If we can hold this speed, we'll be at Tatooine within the hour. So that's just a little tease from a certain point of view from Audible.com. And to claim your free audiobook, just go to audio, audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's Audible trial forward slash HIV for your free audio book. Do it now. Check it out. You see, my friends here are a perfect example of the combined talents of the Wretched Hive podcast. Ridiculous. We are influencing James Cameron. We are. I think we are. Eat a you-know-what, blue cats. Jesus, I would happily watch The Clone Wars on a repeating loop than have to watch True Detective Season 1 again. Festering pile of nonsense. I don't know how inebriated on a scale of 1 to however much these guys are I am tonight, but I'm getting there. Glenn Fry was the most egotistical jerk out of all of them. What an asshole. There's a good possibility what? that Nico is twerking a moonfish. There's a problem with our country, okay? And it's Chewbacca mom. That's the problem. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Can we just get back to the show, please? Woo! So, Scott, let's go so, back to Battlefront I, for just... Can I, uh, can I jump in for a second, Greg? No, absolutely not. I, 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 was, listening, <laughs> I was listening to another podcast... And I was very, very shocked and saddened to discover that. Stop it! What are you talking? About? Audible sponsors what? other podcasts Liar. out there. Lies! Lies! Fake news! Fake news! I, I am very hurt and disturbed by this, but I just, I, I felt like wow. it was my duty to let you guys know. Cheating, Audible sees other people. Did you know it was an open relationship? This you know, it, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I was, uh, I was perusing my favorite podcast this last weekend. I. I one of the ones I always listen to because I'm an Apple geek, right? There's um, Apple Insider has a great podcast and all the Apple tech news and everything. And they were sponsored by Audible this week for the first time. And I thought, all right, cool. I have a connection. <laughs> I have a connection with uh, Apple Insider. Did you, did you have that moment where you're like, yeah, they've been sponsoring us for a year. Come on. You guys are, you guys are like so behind us. Apple. Come on. <laughs> Anyway, Greg, I'm sorry. I, I trampled all over your desire to segue back to Battlefront 2. No problem. Uh, Scott, did you, did you have a chance to play any of the Battlefront beta now that it's an open beta and anybody can play it? I have not, and I will be doing that tonight. Mm, yeah, you can play on Naboo. It looks it looks great. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Uh, you're, on, you're on Naboo. You can play, at least in the beta that's on the PlayStation anyway. I don't know if it's going to be different for you, but you can play as either... 
uh, clone troopers or as uh, trade federation droids. Um, it, it's it's a battlefront game. It's can you kill game. Gungans? Uh, not not in the demo. I'm sure Gungans. that might be opened up as a playable character in the game proper, but not in the beta that they've released so far. Um, it is a game. I'll, I'll say this: I am looking forward to it because I want to play the solo story campaign. Yes, I, I want to go through it. Um, it is not definitely not going to be a day one digital download release. And I'm and I, I know I've talked shit about the last game a lot, but I realize, and I think I have to preface every comment with: I am not the target audience for this game. So, as much as I am a Star Wars fan, I hate this genre of game. So if all you're offering me is multiplayer, you're not going to sell me on it. And it's got to be something out of this world. So I can't wait till it hits the discount bin. Uh, It's got my $15 written all over it, but I'm not going to spend a penny more. (laughs) Right. Uh, Sad to say, I'm kind of in Greg's camp on this. As much as I love it, it targets my son. It doesn't target me. Mm. Um, I play it because my son enjoys it. Uh, I'm more looking forward to Battlefront 2 than I... I had a lot of hesitation going into Battlefront, and I ended up liking it more than I thought I would. And the problem with Battlefront 1, or the first release, was uh, the whole idea, we bought into the whole thing where we got the, the um, what was it, the, the upgrades and all that stuff for each time. The season pass. The season pass. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know much about it at the time, and I learned as it went along, and it was fun to get the new stuff, but I saw the limitations of the game. That's that's a fair analysis for me, uh, and it, and it at some point did kind of bore me in the fact that I kept felt feeling like that there was lim- there were limitations where I was like, please open this world up so much more. You have so much potential, and there were certain limitations, uh, but that didn't make me hate the game. It just made me want more from it. So I'm really hoping Battlefront Two opens that up, and everything I've seen so far seems to be leading towards that. Well, I, I assume that the single-player campaign is going to be just like any other Call of Duty game that's out there, is that it's pretty much going to be on rails. You're going to have a set path that you're going to follow. You're going to go from point A to point B. You're going to kill bad guys along the way, and you're going to get to the checkpoint, and then you're, it's just rinse and repeat. Um, I, I like I enjoy the story parts of that. I've done a couple of the Call of, du- Call of Duty campaigns, and they were fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm 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 going to play it for that. I'm not going to touch multiplayer once, probably. So well, if you do get it, um... he's going to touch it multiple times. <laughs> mm. It's not a, it's not a pork. It's definitely no pork. Oh, what, what, what if porgs are in <laughs> wow. the game, man? You're all over this shit. I'm telling you. Hey, while we're on games and books and stuff, I gotta I gotta throw a shout out to the another book that I I. Uh, I bought this week. It's called. This is awesome. It's called Star Wars Super Graphic. Oh, and basically what it is, it's like it's Ven. Go on. It's it's yeah. It's, it's, go on. It's this just got real interesting. It's Ven. It's Venn diagrams and tables, and a visual representation of the Star Wars universe. For instance, there... Venn diagrams are not what I'm hoping they are, are they? <laughs> for instance, there's a there's a table, I'm, a wave. I'm hoping for some Ula diagrams. Are there any Ula diagrams? Nothing for Ula. <laughs> but there, for instance, there's a wave graph that shows 
the relative number of times that that characters are talking within this within the saga there's one really fun graph it shows uh the number of blaster bolts fired and missed it says a new in a new hope uh luke han and chewbacca attempt an improvised rescue of princess leia after surviving the barrage they head to the millennium falcon they escape unscathed but not without imperials taking their best shots and according to this graph stormtroopers shoot 119 times and miss in that (laughs) (laughs) during that escape um so if you've ever wondered uh you know the data behind star wars uh this book does it for you um i also have to point out uh one graph that's a lot of fun they graph the number of questions that Luke asks <laughs> in each movie. And as he matures in the force, you going to get, get 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 back to the cover of that real quick. Well, hold on. Let me let me I got to get okay, hold on. Just real quick. Keep talking while you're doing this. All right. So as Luke matures in the force, <laughs> he asks less questions. And so in a new hope, Luke asks 79 questions. <laughs> In a two-hour film, uh, in Empire he asks thirty questions, in Jedi he asks nine questions. So I'm going to run down really <laughs> quick the questions that he asks in A New Hope. Seventy-nine questions. I'm going to rattle them off. What's that? What about that one? You know of a rebellion <laughs> against the Empire? Have you been in many battles? Were you on a star cruiser? He knew my father. What are you doing back there? What do you think you're going? What's, what's wrong with him now? Ben? Ben Kenobi? How did my father die? The Force? Alderaan? How am I ever going to explain this? And on and on and on. Uh, by the time he gets to Jedi, he only has nine questions in the whole movie. So it's a f- Why are you wearing that big coat? <laughs> do you remember your mother? <laughs> <laughs> you okay, R2? Blasted Biggs, where are you? And it goes on and on. But it's it's a lot of fun. Go check it out. Uh, Star Wars. Did you buy that book? I did. I bought the electronic version. Excellent. Okay, I, I I saw it in a Barnes and Noble, and I'm like, this is a great bathroom book. So yeah. if you if you, it would be the great thing while you're just taking a shit is to sit there and run through a couple pages. Oh, yeah. so. I got to so. be honest. Uh, definitely buy the real book or the uh, the the digital version of it. Do not buy the Audible version of it. As much as we want Audible, <laughs> as much as we want the Audible sponsorship. It is narrated by Bob Iger. It's absolutely, <laughs> it is absolutely a uh, a visual book for sure. The chairman and chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company, Bob Iger. I got to do that. Sorry, <laughs> you, you mentioned Bob Iger. I got to throw it out there. Okay, the everybody, have their own intro theme song. Please turn the, to page forty-two. The PowerPoint presentation will begin. <laughs> and of course, uh, the number two theme song is. Two of the most important people in my life, Bob Iger and Nico Rodriguez. <laughs> two great tastes that go great together. <laughs> um, all right. So we got to move on here, guys. Uh, this was all over the Internet the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm reading from Sci-Fi Wire, Sci-Fi.com. Uh, this dentist that put this together did you see this video this dentist used star wars a new hope as his marketing campaign 
for his uh, dental office. And uh, it, 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 it kind of it's kind of creepy, actually. I'm not sure if I love it or hate it, but I'm going to play a little bit of it. This is J.S. Abernathy Dental Laser Dentistry Star Wars Spoof via Geek Tyrant. And this is at uh, sci-fi.com. Check this out. It is imperative that we clear this large and growing area of infection before it causes any more damage and pain to the patient. In order to accomplish this, we must find a way to maneuver down the root canal opening, around the first curve where the canal narrows, and then around the second curve where the canal is microscopic in size. Only after doing this can we reach the main areas of infection and adequately treat the tooth. That's impossible, even for a computer. It's not impossible. You may not be able to do it with your old-fashioned <laughs> drills and root canal tiles, but I can do it with FIPS. FIPS is the uh, dental technique that this guy is selling. <laughs> I, I cannot It's not believe... impossible. You might not be able to do it, but I can do it with FIPS. <laughs> How did this guy... How is Lucasfilm not suing this guy's ass? Oh, because it's just too funny. Come on. <laughs> I, I'm going to jump on two bandwagons here. One, it's funnier than hell just because this guy actually took the time. Some I don't know who did this for him. He clearly has no understanding of computers, green screen, or you name it. But it's funnier than hell. Second, it is creepier than hell because <laughs> he's actually using graphics that look like Star Wars to show the tooth and the root canal, which is so terrifyingly yeah, weird. Someone did that for him. Okay, here, here yeah. check this out. Flying down the trench. Doctor, you put away your traditional instruments. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. I just don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't need them. I'm sorry, it's so funny. Scraping I don't around need inside you. Lasers gently clean out the canal with pulses of light. God. You said it, Han. Oh, it's man. like, what if Boomhauer was a dentist? <laughs> you said it, Han. Clickety, click, 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 click. And it, you just tap this into your internet browser and, and naked chicks appear. <laughs> it's so bizarre uh, i i don't know if i love this guy or hate him i it's, i i'm torn oh look at torn. that face can we I'm, I'm getting a screenshot of that i'm putting it on our facebook page do it oh yeah. i know i know nope. he's, he's lovable don't you tell me <laughs> but about it's creepy no as hell guy walker you little so-and-so i'm i'm gonna get in your mouth and i'm gonna get oh. that root oh. <laughs> oh boy that was a little overboard there oh, yeah. did hey. you say get in your mouth hey boy <laughs> you you got a pretty mouth <laughs> that was way too deliverance <laughs> let me get my pips in there oh my god is that what it is pips what the hell is oh, he saying pips yeah oh. pips all right well Those harrison ford's pips. harrison ford's in the news also this week guys uh, comparing showing his kids the old Star Wars movie uh, movies to riding or driving a bus. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, like and, speed? No, a little bit. Okay. He says years ago, my daughter is now nearing thirty. I was doing something in the kitchen and I heard her voice. She was watching something on television. Ford recalled. Oh, by the way, I'm reading from ComicBook.com. Uh, Ford says, I heard her voice say clearly, "Mom, what happened to Daddy's face?" 
She was watching an earlier, younger version of me. She was wondering why I didn't look like that anymore. It's not the same when you're the child of a sausage maker. So he's all he's, he's calling out pork manufacturers, I guess. Wow. Yeah. He says, uh, Indiana Jones are kind of family films, and one of the great opportunities of my life is that Indiana Jones, Star Wars, stuff like that gets passed on generationally, he, the actor pointed out. And so seeing that, having your father say, come on, let's go see this, or your mom say, that's very special. And having a new generation come along, it's reintroduced again. That's incredible. So Harrison Ford clearly loving his uh, his time in the spotlight here, once again with Star Wars. And uh, it's good to have Harrison back on the Star Wars bandwagon, i got to say. Yeah, I don't get enough mumbling in my uh, my daily activity, so I'm happy he's back. He finally says at the end, they don't really want to see my movies. They come to they they come to them by themselves when they feel like it. It's like a bus driver saying, "Hey guys, it's Saturday. Want to go on a bus?" Not so much, Dad. <laughs> interesting. It would be interesting being Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford's kid, wouldn't it? Yeah, I got to tell you, he's not raising those kids right. Come on, who doesn't like Star Wars? Even if your dad is in this damn movie, come on, it's Star Wars. It's Indiana Jones. What the hell? It's the wars. How can you not enjoy it? Even if it was like your father and everything like that, how could you just not watch it and go, wow, that's amazing? I know. Like Indiana, since there's the Star Wars, there's the Empire thing, and, and, and obviously we're 47 episodes into talking about this bullshit now, but, <laughs> but Indiana Jones, guys, that movie is just as exciting and riveting today as it was in 1980. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark I'm talking about. It really holds up, no doubt about it. That that movie is strong. strong. Dave, didn't you see that movie live uh, at the Hollywood Bowl recently? Yes, I did. In the last couple of months. Yeah, with a live orchestra. And I I agree with Greg. It it holds up very, very well. I mean, in some ways, I prefer the older movies that rely on practical effects unless you're going to be like Blade Runner and have just this fantastic, fantastic mix of the practical and the CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally Scott, agree. Blade Runner yet? Yet no. Blade Runner? Mm. Haven't seen it. Come on, Damn you. we're holding out on talking about it so that Damn you. we don't spoil you because, you know, we care about our hosts, our co-hosts here. We don't want to spoil anything for but, anyone. Scott, I what think... are we going to be able to talk about first? Blade Runner 2049 or Game of Thrones Season 7? Uh... <laughs> I'm betting on Blade Runner for that. <laughs> yeah, probably Blade Runner. Oh my god! Um, no, I'm I'm on uh, I'm almost done with season four of Game of Thrones. Oh, what episode wow. you on? Really? Okay. Uh, episode eight. Oh. S- seven or eight. Oh, you haven't gotten through eight yet, though. No. Oh. 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 oh yeah. Oh. You got oh. some some oh. big stuff coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, by the way, whoever this guy is, I can't remember. I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, the guy that's being tortured for two seasons. Oh, yeah. Theon Greyjoy. That Greyjoy. was disturbing. Yeah. Almost almost more than the Red Wedding. Yeah. Um, the, Theon No Nuts Greyjoy? Yeah. Yeah. 
Especially the scene with the sister and the, the father when they received the special <laughs> they gift. Send his junk oh, to Oh my god. You know, That's remember we were, we were talking a couple weeks so ago and you were telling me how much you made it you how much you hated Joffrey and there could be nobody more hateable and I said just wait. Now you know what I was yeah. talking about, right? <laughs> is it is it the kid is it the guy who's torturing him? Because that yeah. guy <laughs> please tell me he dies horribly. Like I, just... I'm not I'm not gonna say nothing. Nope, no spoilers for you, sir. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> but I will just guy. say, but I will say, he's just getting warmed up. Oh. Yeah, he hasn't even started yet. No. Yeah, no, I got, I got past that point where he's now like his little, uh, he's this little bitch basically. He's running around and helping him kill other people and like for sport and. Yep. It, it's it's nasty. He's just getting started. Oh. <laughs> Ramsey cutting off Theon's balls is yeah. probably not even top ten for him. Oh my god. Oh, all right. Good times. Top Good 10 times. on camera Good stuff times. for him. All right. By next show, I will see it. I will see Game of Thrones mm. uh, up to at least season five ending, and I will also catch up on Blade Runner. You got two weeks for that. You're going to get that done? Damn right I am. All right. All right, last last story of the show, guys. Uh, Forces of Destiny, this little... Uh, Little three-minute uh, animated videos that Disney's been pumping out regularly. Uh, there was an interesting one published on October 2nd, and I thought it was worth covering because there's a really sort of a central Star Wars character that made his uh, debut on Forces of Destiny. Check this out. Hey, kid. Once we get to Maz's castle, keep your head down and leave it to me. <laughs> what the... You did do a full sweep for tracking devices, didn't you? Chewie, you scanned the Falcon, right? Well, Uncar's been using a new kind of tracking device. We might need to do a visual check. I'll get the hyperdrive back online. You go check the rest of the ship with Chewie. You, Ball, scan the ship again. That's right, Han Solo makes his Forces of Destiny debut, uh, complete with the Falcon and an adventure with Finn and Rey. It's a lot of fun. This one was really cool, and I, I'm... I'm I gotta admit, I'm kind of digging this little show. I, I I do love how he just calls BB-8 Ball. I do. I kind of love that actually. <laughs> you ball ball. Is that is that actually Harrison Ford? No, no. Oh my I don't God. think so. That guy, he's got the mumble down pretty good. And I I would I was hoping he's, to hear close, David Collins. But... I don't think it's even David Collins. Uh... Yeah, I, Sorry, I was just I was I, I was just thinking that, um, and he's close. He's not bad, but I, the the times that I've heard them do a, a, a Han Solo character in audiobook form, it's always some guy doing a bad impression of Harrison Ford. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, the only reason I said that is because the first half of that sounded really good, and the last half yeah. sounded eh, yeah. little little spotty. Yeah. All right, we've come to the end of the show, and uh, that means it's time for this. It's the Star Wars Tweet of the Week. Yeah! Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, what do you got for us this week? Guys, just prepare yourselves right now. The magic is coming. I'm telling you, it is going to be magic. It's going to happen in your ear holes in just a few moments. Because I have 
from Dad, Dad Joke Han Solo. The question being, what was the Phantom Menace about? I don't know, Greg. What was the Phantom Menace about? <laughs> it was about two hours too long. Hell! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Wow. Are you hashtagging something? I think bad joke. No. Dad joke on Solo's got it going on right now. Oh, yeah. That one was really just awful. That was I, pretty good. I love that, that one. That was great. Well, if you would like to give us your bad Star Wars joke, give us a call on the Wretched Hive hotline, 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. If you can't spell Hive, that's H-I-V-E. <laughs> As Dave suggested that some of our listeners can't spell Hive. Uh, you can find us on the web. We have a home on the web. That's www.therechedhive.net. We're also on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Pod. We're going to be posting... A lot more on social media in the next uh, few weeks as we lead up to the release of The Last Jedi on December 15th. Like, what, 60-some-odd days away now? Yeah, it sounds about right. A couple months. Coming I fast. I still have to get my ticket. I haven't gotten tickets yet. You got to get that done. I do. Email us at wretchedhive at yahoo.com. The best way to find the show, though, is on iTunes. Go to iTunes, search your podcast feed for the Wretched Hive podcast. We're the first ones that come up on your search. Uh, subscribe to the show and leave a review. That really helps us a lot. We need more reviews. So please, if you're a regular listener to the show and you'd like to help us out, that's one way you can do it. Leave a review. Five stars, one star, any number of stars. We don't care. We just want to hear from you, fans of the Wretched Hive podcast. And guys... Episode 47 is in the books. Any final thoughts? Anyone out there? I'm going to say real quick, the Hellflowers are coming up. Uh, guests on the show. Uh, a bunch of us are going to be showing up at Diego's on the 27th, I believe. Oh, that's right. And I forgot about that. Yeah, yes. I'll be there. Bo Santa show. Anna. Local fans, come down and see us. Get it done. Have a great week. May the force be with us all, people. Oh, I nailed that post this time. Yeah. <laughs> nailed Nicely it. Nicely done. Thank you. Nicely done.